hear that song and I'm instantly transported back to when I was 10 years old watching TGIF every Friday nights on my couch with a big bowl of popcorn. Ugh, memories. Hey everybody, welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm your host Alyssa. Thanks for joining me. Today I'm going to be talking about Full House, Season 1, Episode 13, entitled Sisterly Love. This episode aired on January 8th, 1988, and before I get into the episode, I have a list of the top, well, I guess the the serials that were introduced in 1988, okay, so this episode's about serial and a serial commercial, so I figured this would be a good list to share with you guys. So the serials from 1988, there are 18 these were introduced, okay, so this episode aired in January, so they hadn't been introduced yet when they were filming it. The first one is Bozo's Little O's Cereal, with a big scary clown on it. Brown, brown, <laughs> brand new cereal from Ralston. You guys remember Ralston cereals? I don't even know if they're around anymore. California Raisin Cereal by Post. I remember the California Raisins, never a fan though. Christmas Crunch Cereal from Quaker. Well, Quaker's still around. Uh, Cracklin' Oat Brand Cereal from Kellogg's. Oh, wow, I remember Cracklin' Oat Brand. Crisp Crunch Cereal from Ralston, another one from Ralston. Crunchy Stars Post. Oh, you know who it is? It's the Swedish Chef on the cover. Crunchy Star Cereal. Yeah, that's the Swedish Chef from Post. Dinosaurs cereal, but instead of <laughs> instead of dinosaurs, it's dinosaurs, like a diner. We go get a hamburger. Another one from Ralston. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts cereal from Ralston. Wow. Um, I like Dunkin' Donuts. I've literally just I've literally just gotten into them the last couple months. Uh, I never liked them until now. I wonder what the cereal would be like. I think they still make the Dunkin' Donuts cereal, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure they do. I think they brought it back. Frosted Flakes cereal from Ralston? What? Did Frosted Flakes switch over? I'm intrigued. I need to look into this. Fruit Ring cereal from Ralston. Mana Malay Millet? M-I-L-L-E-T. Rice Flakes cereal from Nature's Path. I think Nature's Path is still around. Mickey Mouse Magic Crunch cereal. Oh, my kid would love that one. From Post. Morning Funnies cereal from Ralston. Nintendo cereal. Oh my gosh. This was my favorite. They had little Zeldas. Uh, little, <laughs> little like, they had Zeldas. I'm trying to think if they had, they had little Zeldas. I can't see it. I wonder if I could click on it. I'll do that in a second. Nut and Honey Crunch Biscuit cereal. Okay, Nut and Honey Crunch. I don't know if that one's still around. Does anybody know if that one's still around? Another one of my favorites of all time, Oatmeal Squares Brown Sugar Cereal. It came out in 1988. Yummy Mummy Cereal from General Mills. I wonder if that's kind of like Booberry and Frankenberry. I don't know. Okay, I need to look into this Nintendo really quick because this this is a big deal for me. Nintendo is for breakfast now. Nintendo is two cereals in one. Wow! Super Mario Brothers and Zelda 2. Mix them, match them, crunch them. You just can't lose. Fruit-flavored Mario's, Mushrooms, and Goomas. Berry-flavored Lynx, Hearts, and Shields. Nintendo is breakfast news. 
Now, I had just gotten my Nintendo, uh, like, a month before this came out, so I'm sure we had this at our house. And this was also by Ralston. Alright, well, enough of that. Let's get on with the episode. Okay, so the first scene, the family's coming home from uh, DJ's play. She was in the Frog Prince, and she played the princess. And they're talking about how good she was, and then Stephanie wants her to do an encore performance, so she does a performance with Uncle Jesse as the frog. And then she says how much she loves acting, and Jesse looks at Danny and says, hey, you know, you're in, you got connections in the business, why don't you see if you can find her, you know, a commercial, a part in a commercial. And Danny is not happy about this, and, you know, when you get a kid excited like that, because DJ gets all excited, and she's like, yeah, Dad, yeah, can you? You know, you get a kid excited about that, and there's so much competition, it usually doesn't turn out for the best. Then there's a really cute scene of Uncle Jesse giving Michelle a corned beef sandwich and a big old pickle. And Michelle's probably about, I don't know, nine months old at this point. And she starts gnawing on the pickle. Joey comes home with a bag full of healthy food and says he has, his cholesterol's up and he needs to quit the junk food. The guys tell him, nope, you're not going to be able to do it. That's the B plot of the story. And then uh, Danny has some news for the guys. As I called up a casting director, as someone so thoughtfully suggested, right in front of DJ. Thanks, frog boy. Ribbit. <laughs> anyway, it turns out there's an audition next week for some cereal commercial. I don't even know if I should tell DJ about it. Daniel, in life, when something comes along, you must grab it. DJ's going for it. Wrong yet one more time. What? DJ's gonna get all excited. She's gonna get beat out by some professional kitty actor and she's gonna feel like a loser for no reason at all. Don't put her through it. Go for it. Don't put her through it. Go for this it. This is the hard part about being a parent. Every decision we make could drastically alter the lives of my children forever. Joey's right. Don't put her through it. Hey, don't listen to me. Jesse's right. She should go for it. Hey, pal, I don't know what I'm talking about and there's not a man in this room that can say I do. So then there's a cute scene where Joey has to feed Michelle and he's got two cans of baby food and he says jesse every decision that we make could affect these girls he says what should we feed michelle strained broccoli or strained peas and it was this really cute little scene and michelle's like kind of looking at both of them she's actually super cute in this one i didn't think she was that cute when she was younger but she's getting cuter uh then the next scene uh, danny goes and talks to dj dj there's something I want you to think about very carefully. I called a casting director, and there's an audition next week for a cereal commercial. <gasps> Great! I want to do it! Honey, you realize the chances of getting this job are very, very tiny. Microscopic. I want to do it! If you do this, it should be for fun. I don't want you to feel disappointed if you don't get it. Listen to me, Dad. I want to do it. I understand you want to do it. But will you consider all of this before you make your decision? Sure, Dad. Okay. I want to do it. So at the audition, uh, they walk in and there's a whole bunch of kids sitting down, all professional kids with their resumes and their headshots, you could say. And there's a little girl that comes out and she goes, 
Thank you, Vivian. Uh, please let my agent or please have my agent call me if you hear anything. You know, all you know, fancy kid actor-ish. And the girl here is actually played by somebody that you guys have probably seen before. Her name is Jandy Swanson, and she was in a lot of stuff. Um, I have her thing up here. The first thing I recognize her in on her list is Less Than Zero, if anybody's seen that movie. And she's, uh, so she has a very small part in that. And then she played, she played in Full House, and then she was in The Golden Girls as young Dorothy, which I, I definitely recognized her from that. And that was in 1990. Okay, so this is from 1988. Then she was in Ladybugs. She played Penny Pester. Do you guys remember Ladybugs? She was the girl with the glasses and the curly hair. And I think that was it, though. I'm looking here. She was also on 90210, but I don't remember. This It's a, it's a very newer episode. I don't remember that one. Um, okay. So I just want to talk about her because she's in a lot of stuff. And, like, basically a lot of stuff from the 80s. She was on L.A. Law. She was on Matlock. All right. Just want to talk about that, too. Oh, and another. Oh, she's also in A Woman Scorned, The Betty Broderick Story. My gosh. Have you guys seen this movie? This is, speaking of Meredith Baxter Bernie from Full House, or from Family Ties last week. This is one of the best TV movies I've ever seen. The Betty Broderick Story. Oh, my gosh. True story about a woman that killed her husband and almost killed her husband's uh, lover, her wife, I think, at that point. And she was crazy, crazy, crazy. And, uh, oh, such a good movie. Very sad story, though. Okay. Uh, moving on. Sorry, I just want to go off a little tangent there about that the actress, because she's very 80s. I, we've all seen her in a lot of stuff. I'm sure you'd, if I put a picture up, you'd know who she was. Alrighty, so they go in and they do the audition. Hey, moms and dads, come real close to the set. Send all the kids out of the room. Are they gone? Good. I've got a secret. Oat boats are chock full of vitamins and minerals. But don't let your kids know. They'll eat them anyways because they taste so great. Yeah, oat boats. Now remember, this is our little secret. If the word gets out, I'll deny everything. Oh, beautiful. That was so... I'm sorry, I was touched. I was, I was moved. Kids would love her. I do. And so do I. I thought you were terrific. I want you to stay and do it one more time for Mr. Benton. He makes the final decision. Yes! I mean, very well. Well, I figured now was a good time to talk about the celebrities that did serial commercials before they were really famous. And, uh, it just, I went down this huge rabbit hole, and I'm like, okay, no, I gotta, I gotta narrow it down to just <laughs> serial commercials. So I have a couple here. I don't know if anybody's ever seen Over the Top. It's a movie uh, with with Sylvester Stallone. I, I've seen it. Uh, it's about this father and son that go. They're truckers, and they go and they compete in <laughs> in arm wrestling matches. <laughs> it's really cheesy and really stupid. But anyways, the kid in that, he's a cute little guy. His name is David Mendenhall, and he was in a Rice Krispies commercial before he was famous from 1984. Um, okay, then the next one we have is Kirk Cameron for Golden Grams. Before he was Mike Seaver on Growing Pains, Kirk Cameron was part of another TV family enjoying a box of Golden Grams. 
Another one of his early commercials was for Kool-Aid, where his little sister tries to cheer him up after suffering a broken arm. Oh, man. Memories of these commercials, I tell you. Then there's a, a, a commercial for Fruity Marshmallow Krispies. I don't remember Fruity Marshmallow Krispies. This is from 1988. Fred Savage for Fruity Marshmallow Krispies. After his role in Princess Bride, but before starring as Kevin Arnold in The Wonder Years, Fred Savage appeared in a 1988 Fruity Marshmallow Krispies commercial. He's actually not promoting the cereal, but shows up at the end as a stand-up comedian using the free joke machine prize. Fred's early advertising career also included Pac-Man vitamins and fruit roll-ups. Okay. Then there's Jason Bateman for Golden Grams. Before his early TV acting career began with Little House on the Prairie and Silver Spoons, Jason Bateman got his start with his 1980 Golden Grams commercial. Uh, but I saved... Uh, I saved the best one for last, and the reason I, I clipped this one is because I remember this commercial. It's from 1987. I 100% remember this commercial, and I'll read it here to you. Jerry O'Connell for Frosted Flakes. Shortly after his first major role in Stand By Me, Jerry O'Connell bobsledded with Tony the Tiger in a 1987 Frosted Flakes commercial. His advertising career actually began a couple years earlier with a Duncan Hines cookies ad. So I'm going to play that for you right now. Think we'll beat that time? Sure we will. After this complete breakfast, including my Frosted Flakes, they bring out the tiger in you. Beat that if you're any good. Good? Yeah. They're great. You'll show them you're a tiger. Show them what you can do. The taste of Tony's Frosted Flakes brings out the tiger in you. Now in Frosted Flakes, my glow lock. Check it out. It makes a statement on a belt, a shoe, a buckle, and you. All right. One glow lock free in specially marked packages. Do you remember when cereal boxes used to have toys in them? I don't think they do anymore. I don't. Every time I buy, and I still buy sweet cereal. I still love Lucky Charms. I still love uh, Golden Grams. I still love all that stuff. But um, I don't think there's toys anymore. And that was the best part of getting the cereal and uh oh you just it's just not like that anymore and it's kind of sad okay well back to the show uh dj excuses herself to go fix her hair before she sees mr benton and jesse has to go put uh money in the meter remember they live in san francisco <laughs> parking is so expensive there well stephanie decides to uh eat a little bit of oat boats Vivian, can I please have a little cereal? DJ was so good, she made me want to eat some. Knock yourself out. Thanks. I love oat boat races. It's a strawberry against a banana, and they're off. It's a banana, it's a strawberry, and a banana wins. First prize is a trip to my mouth. I love it. I didn't think we were going to go this young, but this little girl is adorable. <laughs> Vivian, you've done it again. <laughs> well, Mr. Benton, sometimes you just have to go with your instincts. Congratulations, young lady. You're the new oat boat girl. What? 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 <laughs> okay, the funny thing about this is Jesse and, and uh, DJ come back, like, within, like, 45 seconds. <laughs> Did it really take 45 seconds to go put money in the meter and to go do your hair, DJ? It's just, you know, it was just there for, just to get them out of the room, obviously, but it's pretty funny. Like, did not, no, that, that, that timing didn't add up there. <laughs> well, Stephanie got DJ's part. 
So, obviously, uh, DJ's very upset, as anybody would be. But, you know, Danny told her, you could be, you know, this could, this, this might not be, this might not go the way you want it to go. So you have to prepare yourself. And, man, he really didn't expect this to happen, you know, but. So DJ comes back and she's slamming doors, slamming cabinets, slamming drawers. And they have, she has this conversation with Danny. Something tells me things didn't go so great at the audition, did they? Oh, no. We talked about how this might happen. They probably just gave the part to somebody's relative. Oh, yeah. Hello. I know. DJ didn't get the part. Here's something you don't know. Steph did. Stephanie got the part? That's wonderful. I'm really sorry. But that's wonderful. I'm really sorry. I mean, I would do exactly what Danny does. That's wonderful. I'm really sorry. Well, we got a big problem here. DJ is pissed at Stephanie. She thinks she stole her part on purpose. Stephanie had no idea what she was even doing. She's only five years old, I think, at this point. Maybe six. She wasn't trying to steal DJ's part. She's DJ's biggest fan. She wanted DJ to get the part. So Stephanie feels guilty, but at the same time, she's kind of like, okay, you know, this is kind of cool, too. So yeah, it's it's a mix. What's it called? A mixed mixed emotions, I guess you could say. There's mixed emotions running through this scene. So DJ excuses herself to go do her homework, and Stephanie says, "Is it okay to be happy?" I mean, that's like such a genuine emotion, you know, when this happens. You want to be happy, but you can't show it. Scene that they show there. Well, the next scene, Joey is in Michelle's room. With a burger and fries for some reason. Asking Michelle, do you want this hamburger and fries? I I don't know what the heck he's doing here. And Michelle's kind of like following it with her eyes. Real cute. And Joey's trying his hardest not to eat it. But he fails. He takes a big bite of it. And then he hears Danny coming up the stairs. so (laughs) So he hides the food in Michelle's crib. Real nice, Joey. The guys find Michelle eating a french fry and they find the rest of the food and they say, Joey, you just eat it, have to eat in moderation and, you know, all that stuff that everybody tells you when you're trying to diet. <laughs> this kind, of, this plot line didn't really go anywhere, so I won't go too much into it and won't talk about it too much here. Uh, so Danny asked the boys to keep an eye on the girls because they're really, you know, they're really mad at each other and they could get in a big fight. And the guys are like, oh, they'll be okay. You go to work. Don't worry about it. <laughs> sure. I love O-Boats because Stephanie takes heaping spoonful of cereal. They taste great. She takes a bite. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Rehearse. I love O-Boats because Stephanie takes heaping spoon. <laughs> If I'm doing something wrong, will you help me? You didn't need any help when you sold my part. Are you sure you're not mad at me? Don't be silly. I'm glad I didn't get it. You miss a lot of school doing that commercial, and they'll probably leave you back. I think you're jealous. Me? Jealous? (laughs) But I am hungry. 
fine. You can have it. so that clip i just played for you is like a lot more visual than anything but basically stephanie's rehearsing her lines at the table dj's making fun of her because stephanie's reading what's in the parentheses you know and if she can read that then she's probably older than five i would imagine she's probably like seven maybe i don't know maybe she read at an early age who knows but uh they're you know, DJ's laughing at her, Stephanie's getting pissed, and then uh, Steph- or DJ takes a box of cereal from her, and then Stephanie takes it back and runs, and DJ chases her, and they chase each other around the kitchen, and uh, they go under the table chasing each other, and then uh, then they fight over the cereal box, and it breaks, and all the cereal goes flying out. And then they try to, like, tackle each other, and then Joey and Jesse have to intervene, and they have to hold each other back. It's pretty funny. And then, uh, right after that, they make each other kiss and make up, and they don't want to do it, obviously. They have to get to the root of the problem. So, Uncle Jesse and Joey have a talk with DJ. All right, pal. Come on, what's the matter? Tell us. I don't know. I'm so sick of sisters. Everything was just fine when it was just me. Then Stephanie came along, and everyone said she was so cute. Now everyone says Michelle's so cute. It's so disgusting. Well, was it so disgusting when you did the play and everyone thought you were so cute? No, that was fine. (laughs) Until one of the so cute sisters ruined everything again. Buddy, it's tough being the oldest. I just can't overlook the benefits. I mean, you get everything new, no hand-me-downs. And you get to do everything first. That's right. Date, drive. You're the first to be admitted to an R-rated picture. (laughs) Without a parent or legal guardian, huh? But the best part is, you got two little sisters who need you and look up to you. And love you very, very much. Okay, now I can kind of relate because I am the oldest. And they're absolutely right. You get to do everything first. Drive, date, everything. I think I, I don't think I had, like, I got to stay up later than my brother. But, you know, there are just advantages. So, that's the problem. So, Stephanie, or Stephanie, uh, DJ... Just kind of is jealous that her sisters get all the attention. That, that's all it is. <laughs> that's all it is. The next scene, um, so she, well, she agrees to, uh, you know, make up with Stephanie. The next scene, Stephanie's on the phone trying to call Mr. Oatboat to tell him that uh, she doesn't want to do the commercial anymore because it's tearing their family apart. And this is interesting. This is a full house first. Uh, this is the first time Stephanie says, how rude. 
her catchphrase, you know, that goes through the entire show. This is the first one, guys, right here. I know the rule is you have to love your little sister. But even if you were some strange little kid who lived in my room, I'd love you anyways. You're my best friend. Really? I'm your best friend? Yep. Well, that works out great because you're mine. Michelle. <laughs> yeah. You'll like her better when she's old enough to push around. Now let's work on that script. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, where it says here, Stephanie takes heaping spoonful. Uh -huh. You don't need to say that. You just do it. No. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This acting is tough. I wonder if Yogi Bear had this kind of trouble. <laughs> Uh, everything's fine now. They had the nice touching music in the background. This is what Fa Full House was famous for. The, the touching music in the background. A nice little hug at the end. It was a really, really good wholesome show. It really was. Uh, and like I said, they don't make family shows like this anymore. And you know, I was trying to figure out what the lineup was. Uh, TGIF didn't start till like 1990, I think. But... They did have a block of family shows on Friday nights. So I found this on YouTube just now. I'm going to play it for you. It's a new night for perfect strangers. That depends on what you plumbers consider an emergency. Starting this Friday. Did you see the Poseidon adventure? Then. One night I went to bed a nerd and woke up looking like this. Isn't nature great? The best. Growing Pains' Kirk Cameron guest stars with his real sister on Full House. And get a grip on laughs as Belvedere's on the move. Mr. Belvedere at its new time, 9, 8 central. A new lineup of laughs, Friday. Okay, so according to that YouTube video, that promo was from March of 1988. So that was just a few months after this episode aired. So during this time, that was your lineup. You had Perfect Strangers, which I loved as well, Full House, and Mr. Belvedere. For some reason, Mr. Belvedere was on at 9 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> I guess it was a little more gay. Uh, Perfect Strangers is another show that I will probably be recording at some point. I definitely watched that show. I definitely remember that show. It's definitely near and dear to my heart. Um, then after, you know, then, then they started adding new shows, like, tw like, later, like, 1989, 1990, they added the show called Just the Ten of Us, which I kind of remember, I don't remember liking it very much, though. It was about a show, or it was, the show was about, uh, a coach, a football coach of, like, some kind of college or private school or something, and he, it could have even been, like, a high school, I don't remember, but the family, he had eight kids, they are just about his family, but I don't remember liking it very much, and then, you know, then they brought in Family Matters, then they brought in Step by Step, and then they brought in Boy Meets World. By the time Boy Meets World came on, I was not watching TGIF. <laughs> I was done, because, uh, you know, then the shows just kind of got, I, I don't know, I just didn't really follow. I definitely watched Family Matters. There might be some episodes I'll do of Family Matters, too, because I definitely watched that one, that's pretty much all I have to say on TGIF. It was very cool. We always were home on Friday nights. I mean, what else are you going to do when you're 10 years old, right? <laughs> it's not like I was driving, meeting my friends anywhere. Preston, do you want to say hi to Mama's fans? Uh, 
Say hi. Hi. <laughs> Say hi. Say we love you. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> okay, guys. Remember to go follow me on face on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast, and don't forget to leave me a review on iTunes. And until next time, stay safe, stay safe. and take care. <laughs>